all right people what is going on what is going on welcome good morning everyone back with another episode this is episode 267 of first frame rate show i am bf baller and uh you know how we do over here we talk about georgia southern football also talk about atlanta falcons football two good topics on deck we will be getting into um thank you guys for the support on the last episode um youtube um there's, there's a handful of people that uh watch the episode i really appreciate it uh also the guys on the podcast side of things i really appreciate you guys uh listening as well seems like we're moving in the right direction as far as this show and uh it's all thanks to you guys so you guys are deciding to listen and you're giving good feedback i really really appreciate it i don't, I don't know uh where this be without you guys because uh um, i was a bit nervous when i started this is a daily thing and but uh i knew that i just wanted to continue to give you guys the best information and content possible and you guys responded well and i really really appreciate it so thank you guys uh once again um i i really 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 thank you guys a lot um with that being said today we're going to be talking about russell gage Russell Gage played pretty good for the Atlanta Falcons. Did a uh, pretty well for them, and uh, I'm going to try to find out what kind of destination uh, is viable for him and uh, will he stay a Falcon? Not really sure. So uh, that's why I want to talk about that. Uh, also, um, I want to talk about what uh, George Southern is doing once again. I mean, look, Coach Helton, ever since he got to Statesboro has been turning a lot of things around he's been doing things way different and he's been very very aggressive and we're going to talk about the aggressiveness of what they've been doing this week uh and um it is very 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 uh refreshing to see so we're going to talk about that as well um like i said if this is your first time here welcome um if you don't mind uh if you want to hang around hit the subscribe button if you're on the youtube side of things uh, like this uh, video if you like what you see so far. Also, share this so other people you know could watch this or listen to as well. Same thing for you guys on the podcast side. Give me a five-star rating if you don't mind. Also, share and subscribe to your um, the podcast uh, avenue of this show so you guys could uh, get information and get the episodes as soon as I put them up. Uh, like I said, this uh, podcast is on iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify. Also, it will be any any podcast avenue you like to use. All you have to do is um, search it into the uh, podcast search engine. I should pop right on up. All right, let, let's go ahead and get into this. I'm not going to get into the Falcons stuff first. I, I definitely want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about the Georgia Southern recruiting, uh, the recruiting uh, tactic they're using. Um, I looked at this the other night on Twitter and I thought this was somewhat of a joke. Now, and, and, and I mean, not like a joke, like a ha ha joke, but I was like, wait a minute. Is he really trying to do this? I don't, I don't believe this. Coach Helton said that he's taking 10 coaches and recruiting in every County in the state over the next two weeks. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I know he has the personnel. Cause I mean, you know, we, we talked about all the people that he's hired since he's been to Statesboro. So he has the personnel, but for the next 14 days, the next two weeks, you guys are going to every county in the state of Georgia, all 159 counties. So I'm like, wow, okay, is this, you, you're trying to be a little exaggerating a little bit and make it sound good. 
Well, apparently not, because so far, day one, they already went to 23 counties. <laughs> Excuse me. They already went to 23 counties in one day. So 159 is not uh not out the question in two weeks. Like I said, there's 159 counties in the state of Georgia. They are already at 23. And um, let's talk about some of the counties that they went to already. Um, I I think I'm gonna get this right. I mean, I am from the state of Georgia, but I I cannot I can't remember like all the counties or whatever. But I'm gonna try my best. From what I see in the graphic, now I'm looking at the graphic on the um screen, and I, I think I got it cross referenced with another uh county um uh, information right here. So I want to see if I get this right. Uh, obviously, you know, went to Bullock County. I mean, that's the, where Statesboro is. Bullock County went to Bryan County. Looks like uh, also went to Liberty and Long County. So that that's like right there in the, you know, the Statesboro area. Actually surprised they haven't gone to Evans and Jenkins and Screvin and Burke yet. Uh, Effingham and Kid Chatter. Like all that's right there, especially in the, you know, the Jenkins, Screvin County. Uh, there's a lot of talent there. Burke County, it's a lot of t- football talent that, uh, up in that area. So um, I would not be surprised that they'd be going there sooner rather than later. Um, Chatham County, that's where I'm from. And we'll see Glen County, all that stuff down there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But those so far, Bullock, Bryan, Liberty and Long, um, they also went down to the bottom of the state. And if you go down to the bottom of the state, you got Lanier, you got Lowndes, you got Brooks, you got Thomas, Grady County. Like, yeah, that's Grady County. They also went to, um, that's it, Cook. Yeah, I think I said Cook already. They went to Cook County, Lanier. You know, Cook, Lanier, Lowndes, Brooks, Thomas, and Grady County. They went to those counties down there at the bottom of the state. Uh, a lot of talent down there as well, especially in Lowndes County. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't jump over to Colquitt County, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be going there as well. So, uh, like I said, they said they're going to touch every county, but those are the ones that they went to so far. Now, they also went to the far uh, the far west uh, side of the, of the state. And those counties that they went to, I think they went to Muskogee. I think I said that right. Muskogee, Harris, and Troop County. So those are three that they went over there. I think that's over there by the, you know, um, Phoenix City, Columbus, Columbus, Georgia area. Uh, once again, a lot of talent there as well. And, um, not surprising. They went to the Atlanta area day one. And, um, there's a lot of talent in the area when you talk about the uh you know the Kendall Vildors of the world uh, I think Caleb Hood is I think that's Madonna Georgia I think that's up in that area as well when you look up at all that stuff all I mean all that area up there that's where all that the, the, the really good talent is so you know, they went to Fulton County you know so they started hitting New Fulton County they went to Cobb Douglas County Carroll County uh, also look like they went to Cherokee and they went to Gwinnett County. So, uh, very good, very good hot spots up there. And another thing about that, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Whitley was the guy who went up there because he's from that area. He has a lot of, um, connections up there. So, um, that, that's like his area. You know, I mean, he's, he's a, a high school football coach up there. So he knows the area very well. Um, so if he went up there, uh, I would not be surprised. And last but not least, uh, I think it's three other counties that looks like, it looks like, uh, this little small county right here. I want to make sure I get that. Is that, 
uh, Ockney County looks like it. I could be wrong. Either Ockney or Clark County. One of the two right here. And the other two you went to Elbert and Hart County up here going above uh, the uh, Augusta area. Going up a little further towards um, the Greenville area. Uh, so, um so uh, Greenville, South Carolina area, not too far from the border. So I don't know much about that area up there, but um, I'm pretty sure that they know way better than I do as far as talent goes. So, um, so far, 23 counties in one day. Can't wait to see what else they do. And uh, this, this just goes back to what I was saying about Coach Helton. These guys are ready to make a change. And if you haven't seen it already, I don't know what you've been looking at. I mean, from day one, uh, what I've seen, Soonzy took the took the helm as far as recruiting. Um, what he's been doing, like even when the old uh, coaching staff was actually coaching the team, he was like out there already going to all types of uh, counties and high schools. Getting a, having a rapport with a lot of the coaches, just making friends and and um, I guess you know he knew some people or he got to know some people and uh, it's starting to pay off. I mean, if he's going to every county in the state, going to find talent and that you know I know this is something that um, this is something that uh uh, not really ideal when you look at every county because you just don't know um you know the football program in every county of the state but that's a good way to find like diamonds in the rough guys that nobody's looking at you know you never know what type of player you may pull out of you know one of these counties i mean you don't know what's going on in turner county ben hill you know jeff davis is you know that's a powerhouse i mean they they have they, they be having really good uh football programs out there you know i mean when you look at a talbot or marion you know webster county i mean some of these some of these counties that you don't really hear about you know like bacon county where where's another good one madison franklin you know uh pickens you know a lot of these counties that, that may have somebody who's like really good, but don't get the don't get the recognition because everybody's kind of focused on like the usual spots. So to hit every county, this is something that I don't think any other school in the state is doing. I, I don't now will other schools follow suit. Probably so. There's already rumors out that Georgia State now is trying to re trying to offer uh scholarships to everybody that we do uh, that we offer scholarships to. And, um, yeah, good luck with that. I, I, I will say this. Georgia State has done okay with their program. I will give them that. Now, I don't think, I think with us, I think a lot of stuff is like a lot of self-inflicted uh, problems. It's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to compete. Um, I ain't going to say compete. It's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to, to beat Georgia State handily like we should because you, you look at the type of offense who was running the 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 some of the coach decisions a lot of the stuff was self-inflicted I don't believe that uh Georgia State was necessarily a better team I think there was a better uh coach team but I don't think that talent wise is pretty much the talent is pretty much on par if not we should we are better and looking at the talent that we've recruited lately there, there, to me, there's no comparison. Our recruiting class should be way better than theirs. Um, 
and I, I don't think it's even close. So uh, and, and I may sound a little biased, but I mean, I'm just looking at what's on paper. They got a pretty they got They got some good guys over there. I'm not trying to say they got a bunch of sorry dudes, but um, I just feel that with what we are building over here, I think the, the quarterback play alone got us you know in a much better position than they are as far as um positions and 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 and, and recruiting wise i mean we was able to we able to get calvin trees zach roseman uh we already had cam ransom i just felt like we 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 already have that um their their, their team is is respectable i will say that but this Georgia Southern Georgia State stuff, you know, we're gonna talk about that at a later time. I just feel like you know we are on the up and up, and um, it, it goes to tell you that it is because ever since Coach Helton was hired, nobody's really talking much about Georgia Southern like that anymore. Like not any, not even Appalachian State. Um, you got some other schools that used to always talk down to us about how we ran our offense and how we ran the, you know, how we ran the program. But ever since Coach Helton came, you know, you don't, you don't really hear those rumblings no more. It's like that, that, that this this particular hire has put a lot of people in the Sun Belt on notice, and that's a good thing. That's that's a very good thing because I mean, because Appalachian State is one of those two schools that was like really, really on our they they were really on our behind about you know us getting better you know the option game was is, is a deadly uh offense i mean it, it, it when ran correctly is it, unstoppable i totally believe that but you don't have the personnel to run it you you know you see you see the results that we that that we had those are the type of results so but what we have now veteran quarterback we got like four or five receivers that are that have been recruited we got like two or three of them that are coming back you got the running backs these guys are going out doing something for 2023 i'm in in hopes the defense is coming back i mean we just talked about that yesterday with all those veterans coming back um this could be this could be a really special season I, i i say this every day but the more i look at it like man um we're going to be a problem once again and that's a good thing so um and if we keep uh, uh, recruiting like this and being aggressive like this this could be something that's going on for years to come going on over and over again uh we'll see how this goes because um this is going to be i think it's going to be really special it's going to be really special so um I, I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. 23 counties already. Can't wait to see what they do tomorrow. Uh, maybe they'll hit another 23, 25, and that'll be up to 50. That means there'll be about 35, 34, um, 33% uh, of the state. It'll be pretty cool. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. If you like this content, go ahead and hit the like button, share this video or share this podcast or others. Subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast avenue if you haven't already. Um, I am really, really excited to continue to give this uh, content to you guys. You guys are amazing and um, you guys help this go without you guys. You know, um, for the most part, I already be like talking to myself anyway when I do this podcast, but I'll literally be talking to myself. I'm thankful. Thank you, everybody that's in the comment section. Always give me feedback. You guys are great. 
Um, thank you guys on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, that is uh, at VF Baller, V as in violin, F as in Frank Baller. Uh, you know, you can uh, go ahead and uh, follow me over there on Twitter. Uh, I'm always posting stuff about, you know, George Southern football or whatever the case may be. Uh, or Atlanta Falcons football. And let's talk about Atlanta Falcons football. Um, Russell Gage. What can you say about Russell Gage? He's an undrafted or well, undrafted. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Um, don't know what's going to happen with this guy. I mean, he's done a very good job of living up to his contract because in the last year of his contract, he was getting a base salary of $2.1 million. And based on the situation he was in, he lived up to it. I mean, I I don't know what else you could say about him because he was in a situation where that uh, he had to try to be the number one receiver. He had to be number one receiver. And I think he did a pretty good job of doing so because uh, thrown into a a situation where, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley did what he did. He had to step away for for the season. He ended up um, getting 66 receptions for 770 yards and uh had four touchdowns he dropped uh, well, two fumbles could have done better than that but um for the most part i think he stepped up and did the best that he could he only played 14 games um the year before that he had 72 reception for 786 so it's pretty much around the same amount of numbers but uh with him being in it but in 2020 he was basically the slot guy you know, so he, you know, he did pretty good in the slot. It's a different animal. You have to play number one receiver. And with him playing number one receiver, what has happened was he was, his eyes was on, the defense was on, it was on him a little bit more. Eyes was on him more. And um, he was still able to put up these type of numbers. Now, where did he, where do he go from here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Falcons will bring him back. I would be surprised if they do. If they do, I'd, well, I ain't gonna say if you they bring him back wherever he goes, I don't think they'll whatever team would try to put him in the position that he was in this year. I don't see him being a number one receiver. Um, I, like I said, maybe number two, maybe a number two, but um, I look at him at number three at best, and that's not a bad thing. I think he's a, can be an excellent slot receiver, um, somewhat in the minds of like a Harry Douglas, like Harry Douglas was. Also, um, you know, I, I think he'll do very well in that role as a slot receiver. He has the size. He can run routes. Um, he just, you know, clean up the drops a little bit. He will be just fine. Somebody's going to take a, somebody's going to take a, a flyer out on him. Somebody's going to sign him because I feel that he's done enough to garner uh, another three, maybe four-year contract. You know what I mean? I mean, he's only he's only 25 years old, so he has plenty of upside, plenty of upside. He's only been in the league for three years, and look like he's gotten better every year. Like I said, the only thing he may want to, you know, definitely want to fix is the drops, and um, that's that's not that's not a uh, it's not a hard thing to fix. So he should be um sought after by a few teams. Now, in my opinion. Should the Falcons try to hold on to them? Um, I think the Falcons have a lot of um I think the Falcons have a lot of issues to address on the team. And um Russell Gage could sit here and maybe want seven or eight million a year. 
I'm not sure if that would be viable to the Falcons to pick up. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, they're, already in, they're, they're probably already in talks of trying to get uh, Calvin Ridley moved. So that would be $11 million off. Um, they may want to try to look into putting money elsewhere. They may even try to uh, get a, a receiver that's cheaper and uh, cause they probably feel like they can get this probably the same type of production off of a, a cheaper receiver, especially if you get more receivers here that don't have to, you know, have to play number one. If they can get another slot guy that can actually put up these type of numbers while all the while trying to get um, a bona fide number one, you are probably in a good position to do that rather than re-signing him for probably more than you want to, to, to pay and, you know, you're probably still having that same type of contract situation similar to Calvin Ridley, which, you know, like I said, contract situation where you'd be paying up to something that of, of, of that type of money and um, you're probably going to get the same production that you have now because, uh, like, I don't I don't see Russell Gage coming back to Atlanta as taking on the role as a number one. Um, I do see the Falcons probably going into free agency and in the draft probably pulling maybe two to three wide receivers coming up in this offseason. So with that being said, it all depends on what type of receivers they get. I do expect expect them to try to get a bona fide number one and maybe um, I'm not going to say a bona fide number two, but they'll probably try to get another formidable um, receiver that could likely play the number two or they might try to get two number ones and uh, try to figure out which one's going to play where. Um, but that's going to be, you know, a little bit later in the offseason or probably later in the draft. I don't think there's no reason to get a receiver right away. There's no sure shot, sure shot receiver to pick up right away in the draft. I think you'll probably get a good receiver in the third, fourth, maybe fifth round. And um, these guys could probably be able to play right away. Same thing with free agency. You guys got like guys like Russell Gage is going to the going in the free agency. There's other guys that are probably going to be going there as well. So they're going to find ways to possibly sign somebody, especially if they can move Calvin Ridley. That's 11 million off the books, even though we're still kind of, you know, strapped for cash a little bit into the uh um salary cap i think with the salary cap increasing and possibly moving calvin really we should be able to make some moves is i don't think we're going to be strapped like we were last year and um last year we were strapped like pretty tight and <coughs> excuse me and um we weren't able to uh do anything until julio got traded once Julio got traded, we couldn't didn't we could have signed our rookies. That's how strapped for cash we were last year. I think this year is gonna be a little bit different. I and honestly, I don't think this is gonna happen. But I always expect the unexpected. Do not be surprised if you see some guys getting cut. And uh we start bringing some guys back on some one-year deals or whatever that that may be the case as well because um this whole thing this whole process of weeding players out and getting con getting from under contracts is it it is going to be a process and it's going to take time and this may be another year that we deal with that now the towing the line can Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot make this team better at the same time I think they can um 
we're basically like maybe one, two, maybe three players away of be, being a 500 team. I mean, and, and, and you know, people don't want to really think about that, but um, we beat all the bad teams that we played. We lost against all the good teams that we played. If we have a difference maker, maybe two or three different um, uh, difference makers on the team, we could beat a couple of those good teams. Now all of a sudden you're looking at nine and eight instead of ten and seven. You you just never know. Um, just don't know how the season's gonna play out next year. I mean, we're far away down that from from getting to that point. But for right now, you really want to look at and, and evaluate at what all you have in front of you. Who's gonna still be around? Who you think that could get you somewhere um, to a level of improvement? What how how are you gonna be able to do all of that? And with that being said, it all starts with looking at guys like Russell Gage. Or when you're looking at a guy like Calvin Ridley. Or when you're looking at, um, you know, a Deion Jones or Foyer Luokan. Or when you're looking at uh, other players that are on, on these one-year deals, what are you going to do? Like I said, I think Josh Harris, yeah, I think Josh Harris was on the, uh, oh, not Josh Harris, but Eric Harris. I think he was on a one-year deal. Uh, we may even start looking at another safety. You know, um, I think we can probably start looking at another defensive back, looking at some more receivers because, you know, we don't we really don't have many receivers. So it's it's so much to look around with. That's why I was like, is it even viable to bring Russell Gage back? I'm not really sure um, because I don't know, you know, uh, what's the asking price for. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. I'm going to be really interested to see how that plays out as far as um bringing some guys in that are actually going to be able to push this team to the next level. Because we only won 7-10 last year, which is actually surprising knowing everything that we know now. I mean, I think this team should have been uh, 4-13 or something like that. But Coach Coach Smith got the guys to win some games, and with with more and better personnel, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But um, it all takes one day, one week at a time, and see how things play out as far as free agency, the draft, and all this other stuff. So we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, that's going to close out another episode of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. If you like this uh, episode I, and if you made it this far, I thank you. I appreciate you for making it this far. I try my best to put out the best content possible. Um, at the same time, I want to put out the best information possible. Um, today we talked about uh, Georgia Southern coach, Coach Helton. Georgia Southern coach, Helton, going to all these counties, um, trying to find talent to make Georgia Southern football better. Also, we talked about Russell Gage as far as how well he's played this year and what's his possible next destination. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I don't even know if the, what the market is for him, but I'm not sure if the Falcons will bring him back because of the money situation, but we'll see. All right, y'all. I am going to get up out of here. You guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. I will see you guys on the next one. Have a great morning. See you guys then. All right, y'all. Peace.